internet beaters. Oh, let's go. Ah. Big ass, big mouth, big fans, big house. Everything I do is big. Killing that big the house. All I drop is big shit. Holy boys, they clean me out. I pull up in that black thing. I do what they I roll out. Big, 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 same, big, big shots out. Only y'all can eat this stuff like label. Welcome to Low Expectations, a series about not taking ourselves or the people too seriously. In this episode, I'll be explaining why the individualistic practice of self-care simply is not enough and why we should lean into community for true care and restoration. Think of something you categorize as self-care. Now think about what all contributes to your understanding of self-care that extends beyond isolation or a product or service that requires money. The way that we're taught to understand, practice, and embody care is often through individualistic or money-driven logic. There is no complete act of care that is solely created or enabled by the self. There are also very few acts of self-care that don't require us to pay for something that is branded as a solution for our personal wellness. Because capitalism tells us we can use money to attain just about anything, it's understandable that when attempting to alleviate pain or stress, one of our first instincts is to ask ourselves, what's something that can buy myself to make me feel better? We can purchase temporary quick fixes or use tools to distract ourselves, but we cannot buy our way to mental, spiritual, physical, or emotional restoration. When we don't question the individualistic values that are drilled into us, we focus more on receiving care by consuming or feeling entitled to it rather than experiencing it. Individual solutions to problems matter. We all have unique understandings and practices of survival, but we are only as safe as our communities and environments allow us to be. True self-care goes only as far as the communities that we belong to and how they steadily commit to holding us dearly through our toughest of times. Not everyone has access to that kind of community, the kind of community that they want, that would have their back, that would tell them the truth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So true self-care is also asking yourself, what do I require of those amongst me? And then doing the personal and communal work necessary to build a village of people who have your back through and through, while also endlessly working to become a person deserving of the very community that you desire. In order to cope with life stressors, we seek connection, feel community, and co-create joy, safety, and security by relying on each other and other people in our orbits. Many of us were taught to smile in the face of or through pain. So when we're hurting, we either blame ourselves or each other. We're not taught to fault the systems that are failing to resource us and meet our individual and collective needs but we have ample opportunities to listen to and support each other as a community of equals. When we gather together with people who share our various identities or understandings of life, we discover new maps through crisis, we can learn new tools to stay healthy, and we can weave together different practices of solidarity to impact the world around us. Self-care, as society brands it, is isolating and shallow at best. We know that using something as a band-aid is very different than being able to rely on it in order to cure a deeper issue. How much community care, love, and support we have is directly proportional to our comprehensive well-being. Community care, unlike self-care, 
is a necessary gift, not a commodity. One of our interns here, uh, she said that you make music for gays. I do. I'm not the intern. I mean, she looked at me like... <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing at all. Nothing's wrong with it. So? No, I'm saying... now? I mean, it's not specifically for that audience. You just make music, right? I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm.